Hello and welcome. I'm Olga Hannanen and this is Academia Experience. I'm a researcher at the University of Eastern Finland and I always wanted to popularize science. Knowledge needs to be shared, not buried inside academia. So in Academia Experience, we discuss topical academic phenomena in everyday language to make them more approachable and understandable for everyone. Welcome aboard. Today at Academia Experience, we talk about multi-local living. What is multi-local living? Why is it trending now? Can we categorize digital nomadism as a multi-local living? To answer these questions, I invited Kati Pitkanen, a senior researcher from the Finnish Environment Institute. So Kati, please tell us what is understood under multi-local living? Multi-local living is kind of a social practice related to mobility and, and living or housing. Uh, it's, a, it's a practice where people share their lives in between of multiple locations uh, and alternate between these locations uh, in, the, in their lives. So are these locations located within the same city or municipality or do these locations uh, located around the country for example? It, it varies a lot. So the different, uh, there is a continuum of different uh, spatial and temporal scales and rhythms related to multilocality. It can be about the uh, shifting the place or alternating between places within a very small spatial scale, like between your home and place of working, for example. But it can be about shifting between places that are located further away from each other, like in different municipalities, in different regions or even different countries. So what are other examples of multilocality except between home and work mobility? Multilocality or multilocal living can be related to different uh, motives. In my research I've uh, found uh, actually four types of motives for multilocality. It can be related to work, so that your uh, place of work and place of living are remote and you have to sort of shift the place in between of, in between of them, but uh, also studying can be related to similar patterns of multilocality. Then multilocality can be related to lesser. For example, second home living is a good example that people, people have this second home somewhere else than they have their permanent homes and they shift or alternate between living at their primary home and second home. Then uh, multilocality can also be related to various social reasons. For example, you can live uh, in a different uh, dwelling from your partner so that you sometimes uh, stay at your partner's flat and sometimes you're in your own flat. It can be related to, for example, divorce situations uh, after which children often end up uh, alternating between their parents' homes. It can be related to the care of elderly, for example. For, for example, in Finland at the moment, uh, the aging, aging of the population in rural areas had led to the situation that uh, the elderly people's uh, closest relatives live further and further away and they sometimes have to go and stay with their uh, elderly uh, parents, for example, and th that's why they end up living in a multilocal life. And in, in, Finland, in Finland there are also other reasons, for example, ownership related reasons. For example, the owners of forests, forest properties, uh, are often live in urban areas quite far away from the forest property that they own and that, that's why they sometimes have to uh, stay. Go and visit yeah. their property there. You mentioned a very interesting point about multi-local living is related to leisure and second homes in particular. And as a second home researcher, uh, 
I find it interesting because in Finland, that has a long history of second home culture, second homes have uh, hardly be, been regarded as multi-local living. And um, the attempts to categorize uh, second home mobility patterns um, include multiple dwelling, multi-house home, uh, pluri-residence, multi-centered home, and some others. So why the concept of multi-local living is trending now, specifically? I think this is a very good question, and I think you're, you're very right making this point that sort of multi-locality is trending as a concept in, in Finland in particular, and I think there are uh, several uh, reasons for this. Uh, first of all, uh, the COVID pandemic. Uh, it really increased the use of second homes and sort of uh, created this second home boom and lifted also second homes uh, in the pop popular discourses in a way that hasn't really happened happened before. So second homes beca have become like a big issue to be discussed also nationally. And I think um, partly the concept of second homes has been replaced by the concept of multilocality because I think uh, multilocality somehow fits uh, better to the to the purpose that this concept is currently used in, and it's it's used also not only as a research concept but also as a kind of a development and and policy concept. So kind of it's based on this uh, realization that uh, that uh, permanent residence is a very poor proxy of modern life, but but people are increasingly mobile, they have in increasingly incre an increasing amount of different places where they spend their lives and share their lives in between. So that kind of, for example, our uh, population statistics that are based on uh, one, only one permanent place of residence, they kind of give a bit um, faulty picture of what's, where people actually spend their time, time in. And for example, when, in, when we talk about a rural depopulation and urbanization development in Finland, uh, if we take into consideration multilocality, it gives a, a bit different picture of what the population trends currently are, so that actually the urbanization isn't so fast as the official statistics might show us. All right, and Finland, uh, as I already mentioned, has a long history of second home culture. Is it a very popular type of recreation? So uh, can you make an estimation what is the share of um, second home mobility or second home living in uh, multi-local living in Finland? Well, we've done some research, uh, research on this and, and tried to also quantify like how many people, uh, uh, how many people live multi-local lives in, the, in relation to the, these different types of multi-locality and second homes is the most uh, voluminous or most kind of popular type of uh, multi-locality in Finland by far in, in numbers. Like there are uh, over half a million second homes in Finland and it estimated that 2.4 million Finns annually uh, visit a second home. So it's, it's almost half of the population. And as you have mentioned, with the pandemic, the use, uh, bad patterns of use of second homes have changed. So people also go to work at their second homes, not just uh, for recreation. Yes, that's correct. Yes, that this is correct. The use rates of second homes uh, peaked during during the pandemic, so that people actually stayed longer uh, at their second homes, not only during the summer holidays and so on, but they sort of 
kept on using the second homes also during the winter months. And uh, those people who can engage in remote work also started working from their second homes more and more. Yeah, speaking of uh, remote work and second homes and just flexible work arrangements that uh, we witness during and also after the pandemic, uh, this reminds me about the booming uh, digital nomad uh, trend. And uh, do you think that digital nomadism can be put under the uh, multi-local living uh, concept or can we categorize it as a, one of the examples? Well, this is a good question. I haven't really done any research on digital nomadism and I'm not very familiar with the concept, but it kind of sounds that it seems that it's uh, very much related to multilocality also. I've, um, I've tried to sort of uh, categorize or uh, think what, what, are the, what are the links between remote working and multilocality. And these two, two concepts are also currently used in Finland quite synonymously. So that kind of remote work is categorized as one work form of multilocality. But I think this is uh, not entirely correct, but actually remote work is a thing that can, uh, can both sort of uh, be the cause for multilocality, so that, for, for example, um, it can both increase and decrease multilocality. So remote work can increase multilocality if it uh, gives people the option to sort of um, spend their times, spend their time wherever they want to, and sort of so that mm -hmm. they can, for example, more flexibly use their second homes and then also travel somewhere and uh, work from there. But it can also it can also decrease multilocality because for example it doesn't for it gives people the option to work from home so that they don't have to arrange any housing for for work in the in the places where they work work at all right so uh speaking of uh trending multilocality so is it uh something that is uh happening in finland as a you know concept or uh, object of research but also as a trend in general of living? Uh, or uh, do we, do we, can we say that this is something that is happening in other countries as well? Well, I think it's a very global uh, phenomenon, definitely. And also for, for also this trend related to second homes uh, happened also elsewhere where, sec where the use of second homes is popular. So I think it, it is, it's very much a, much a global issue. So, Kati, can, can we say that multi-local living has become a norm rather than an exception? And what are the future perspectives on this? Well, yes, I, I do think that people have become increasingly mobile and also multi-local. And it's sort of hard to reverse this, this trend in the future. But at the same time, uh, we have to remember that multi-locality is, is not a new thing, but it's something that's been always there and people have lived multilocal lives for several reasons also before. And what, what I also always want to emphasize in the context of multilocality is that it's, it's, uh, multilocality is not only a phenomenon where people can freely choose uh, they, where they want to spend their time in, time, time at, uh, but there are also groups of people who are forced to live multilocal life, for example, refugees or children in custody. I see. Well, thank you, Kati, for coming in today and sharing your knowledge about multilocal living. Uh, I think everybody learned a lot about that phenomenon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. 
check out Academia Experience elsewhere.